Welcome to Amalgam, a podcast focusing on creatives and entrepreneurs. You can enjoy the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and YouTube. If you would like to get in touch or support the show, please visit AmalgamPodcast.com. Check out the blog for each episode on the Apple News app and follow us on Instagram at Amalgam Podcast. Thank you for taking the time to check out our show and please enjoy this new episode. We're here with the podcast back after a little bit of an extended break. I have Brianna Momquist with me. She's a good friend of mine. She's a photographer, a blogger, and a social media guru. Brianna, how you doing? I'm good, Corbin. How are you? Good. I'm very good. And thank you so much for taking the time to join me on the podcast. I know we all have a lot going on and you're very, very busy right now. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for doing this. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Do you want to, in your own words, give the audience a little description about you and your business? Sure. Uh, Well, as Corbin said, I'm Brianna. I have a couple of different things going on. I'm a photographer at Brianna Shea Photography. I focus a lot on uh, people portraits over there. Uh, I also have Piper Zoo. You can find me on Instagram or my blog. I sell my personal horse photos there and some Lightroom presets that I've created, um, as well as it's kind of just my personal space that I get to kind of no no holds barred, just be myself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So that's really combining the two. It just feels like a really perfect space for me. Awesome. I I guess I didn't know this, um, that you sold Lightroom presets. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, that's something, you know, I've had a lot of people interested and they always, they always ask for photography tips and tricks and how do you Mm -hmm. edit your photos and that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. And it started as actual Lightroom presets. And then I realized that most people that follow me uh, just use their phones and take these amazing photos, which by the way, I still cannot do with my poor little old iPhone. But then, so I developed some Lightroom mobile presets that are really fun. They they make my photos look a lot better, and it's really okay. fun to see the people uh, just enjoy their photos a lot more and have a more cohesive look. Absolutely, and that's something that, because I have direct experience with your photography and that I've been a client of yours, me and my family, for a yeah. few sessions of our own. And the the thing I absolutely love about your style is that cohesiveness that you have you bring a uniqueness to your how you do your post-production but at the same time it's really classy I I really like it thank you that's cool you're sharing that with people it's kind of some might think that's kind of giving the keys to the kingdom but I'm a firm believer that there's enough success out there for all of us I don't I don't think any secret is worth keeping from people Uh, I really I love community Absolutely. Good for you. That's great to hear. And that's, you know, what this is all about is this podcast is trying to get people exposed to different things and to learn about different things so that they can use that information themselves. And so that's great. Fitting right in. How long have you been a faux talk? And when did you decide to kick into freelance? 
Well, I was gifted my first DSLR camera uh, about two and a half years ago, and I thought that I would be perfectly content taking pictures of my goats and my horses, <laughs> which I was for a little while. It was a lot of fun. And right. then it just turned into this huge obsession where I wanted to take pictures of everything and everyone. So I just decided to jump in. It's kind of what I've always done with other parts of my life and felt natural to, to jump into photography full force. And I honestly, I didn't know there was any other way to photograph what I wanted to or the way I wanted to. So freelance felt very natural. <clears throat> Blogging and your social media presence, you have a very strong presence. And I know that that's you learning it behind the scenes and grinding it out yourself. But yeah. to accompany that, you also had a blog that you developed over time. So when it comes to social media, and I guess more towards the written word, where does that passion come from? And, and I guess to tie it into social media, how do you, how, what was the original plan to start all that off? Oh, plan. I'm not I, sure there was a plan. <laughs> right. Uh, Actually, little known fact, I started out majoring in journalism in college because I loved writing and I loved okay. photography. And I thought that would be an excellent way to live my life. Yeah. Um, turns out you have to pass Spanish to major in journalism, and I just apparently couldn't do it. Oh, okay. I did not know that. Yeah, so I went with the next best thing and just took the business route. But um, I was lucky enough, I lived in a small town. Uh, and our small town newspaper actually allowed me to write a weekly column for them, as well as cover some sporting events and that sort of thing. So I just I got to experience that firsthand. And I've always been a reader, and I think that helps. Mm -hmm. um, I've always just loved words and loved the feelings that you get to evoke in people through words. And then mm -hmm. connecting those to images just was paramount it was so awesome so i started actually started my personal blog the piper zoo blog just to, as a way to get my thoughts and feelings out in a way to connect with others and it's been a great place to get to share both words and photos which is something i've always enjoyed so like again you know it just felt like a natural step and i have to say piper is my cat and when i mm -hmm. started this instagram thing way back when and i right. didn't know what instagram was <laughs> I just Piper Zoo was what I came up with and then it kind of blew up and now I don't want to say I feel stuck with it because I it's part of me but I don't know right. what I would change it to so here we are Piper Zoo. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> I think it's great and it and it's I don't know everything about <clears throat> that project from the blog from the photography that you do with it from just the the idea of it all it was I don't know. It it was a great way for people to connect, and it and it's really interesting how it turned into that, and people were following you and and really engaging with just the the stuff you were producing that you were living and working on, and people really gravitated towards that. So that was that was really interesting to me. It was cool. Yeah, it's been it's been a really um, amazing and uplifting source of I guess pride for me, um, and mm -hmm. something that I just. I had no idea there were so many other people out there that really wanted to feel that connection as I did. Yeah. Back to social media a little bit. I mentioned that you have a great presence and you you just seem to have a really natural way with 
engaging with your audience and generating an audience and then um, continuing to produce consistent content to engage that audience. Was there a point when at any time, maybe the beginning, maybe where you um, you began to realize you were kind of onto something? <laughs> well, uh, to take you back to the very beginning, I remember asking my brother why people were using the pound sign on this thing called Instagram. <laughs> right. <laughs> and he explained to me what a hashtag was. And to be honest, I thought it was pretty dumb. Yeah. Why can't we just say what we want to say? Um, right. But over time, I realized what it was trying to do with the pound sign hashtag. Uh, you know, it was just another way of connecting. It was another way for people to search for like-minded people or people with similar interests. And um, I really just grew to love it. And not having to sift through some of the neg negativity that you often find on Facebook, but still connected. When it and I remember the first time hashtags sort of came around, it was Twitter, and uh, Jonathan, a friend of mine, was talking about how cool it was that you could kind of create discussion around these subjects, and everybody yeah. could just chime in. Exactly. And once I realized that, I thought it was far less dumb. What? Where are you at now? Let's fast forward to now with social media, and what what do you find yourself doing now? that you weren't doing in the beginning and you kind of learned over time? I mean, do you have, do you have templates set up to help you with, with everything to streamline or what, what sort of tricks have you learned? Well, um, no, I don't have templates. <laughs> uh, I okay. realized that, that social media was a great way to connect with potential clients. And sure, people are interested in what I have to offer them. But I think more than that, I realized that people were interested in connecting with the person behind the business. Mm -hmm. And that's something that social media lets you and your potential clients do. Uh, okay. People want to see that you're a real person and you struggle and succeed just like they do. Um, sorry, my kid is meowing. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, I just overall, I, I think I realized that it's very important to try to maintain your authenticity. Don't just be another highlight reel. I want people to see the pretty photos that I produce, sure. But more than anything, I want my captions to resonate with people. Okay. You know, sometimes I try to be a spot of humor in their day. Sometimes I share something about me or my life. Sometimes I share a quote that I love. Ultimately, I just want people to feel like they know me because that's what I use social media for. I want to connect with people. That's great. Kind of got me to where I am today. I'm I'm 13,000 plus strong on Instagram and right. I feel like they're my friends. Yeah. And that's, that's truly incredible. I mean, and because you've also done all this while maintaining a full-time job, while have, you know, doing a career <laughs> like you, well, yeah. life continues for you, you know, we all know what life is like and it throws you curveballs. Yeah. And so <clears throat> that's the impressive thing is that you've done pretty much all this in your free time. Correct. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and, you know, I'm I'm a horse girl. And so the full time job and taking care of the farm and still trying to live my life and not um, not spend all of that free time tied up. You know, I, I have a wonderful right. boyfriend that I still want him to know that I care about him and I'm here. So it's it's definitely a balancing act. And I think, you know, it's important to unplug just, you know, that sounds very cliche, but it's important as much as we love social media and as much as it can help us, we still need to be real in our real lives too. Mm -hmm. 
yeah, very present with your family, with your close yeah. people. It's not cliche. Everybody definitely should unplug. It should be a mandatory thing we all do on a daily basis is, is literally unplug and do nothing for and a here second. I am, you know, I'm preaching it, but I have to say I, I do not live it on a daily basis. Yeah. I'm, I'm very blessed that, you know, social media and technology have brought me business and, and so much uh, personal pleasure and success. Mm-hmm. Um but I, you know, I'm, I'm also, I get to run another social media account for another company and oh, with cool. all of it spinning around, I definitely do not unplug as much as I wish I could. Yeah. You seem kind of like the type that would like to, like, if there's something to be done that you would like to just do it and, and then move on instead of, yes. instead of saving it up to do it another time. Yes, I cannot relax if there's something that needs to be done. I'm sure there's plenty in the audience that feel the same, exact same mm-hmm. way. I, and really, that's if you're struggling and in, in getting things done or being motivated or things like that, you know, that's a simple way, a simple trick to try and kind of jumpstart yourself into a new, a new way of thinking or a new way of motivating yourself. It's just simply, just if you have a task or something that needs to be done, just do it immediately before you do anything else. Absolutely. And, um, and getting in the habit of that it's just some stuff obviously you can't do that with but i don't know i it, going back to kind of the technology thing that you were talking about like technology enables us to do all these things and gives us efficiency in certain ways but then sometimes you can over rely on it like if i don't set reminders then you know i have a hard time remembering stuff these days yes right? but it's it's a really interesting world we live in with all of this they kind of force it all on us but at the same time, they're creating solutions for problems that don't necessarily exist. You know, sticky right. notes were always there. But. Right. <laughs> okay, so what would you tell if somebody wanted to start out you know, marketing via social media for whatever it is that their project is doing? What would you tell them out of the gates? Um, I would say take it with a grain of salt. Uh, social media is okay. very useful, uh, both personally and professionally, but it's not everything. If you post an image you love and you're proud of, or you post a caption that is really meaningful to you and it doesn't get the response you were hoping for, Mm -hmm. that's okay. It doesn't make you any less valuable. It doesn't make your content any less valuable. Right. You just, the, the main thing is just to be true to yourself and your brand and what you're doing. You started this for a reason and you need to remember that. Right. Exactly. And and don't let it demotivate you. No, absolutely not. Yeah, that's a that's actually a great point because <clears throat> you know, we're as a creative, you know this, you're taking a risk every time you publish something, whatever it is, whether it's your blog post or it's a a simple thing for your Instagram story or if it's an actual photo for a client. Like you're taking that yeah. risk for criticism and sometimes you can be really 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 proud of things and you put yeah. a ton of time and and you think it's perfect. And if that doesn't elicit the response that you kind of feel is warranted, then our mind likes to work against us a little bit and start kind of yeah. talking back to us like, oh, well, you know, and, and it doesn't, you know, I can't say what it's going to tell you, but it's, we all know what it's like with that self-doubt. Um, Absolutely. And, you know, a lot of times we feel like we're putting a piece of ourselves out there. You're putting your baby mm-hmm. out there. But yeah, that, for sure. That can't be what, what this is, or you'll never get past the, the lack of response if there isn't one. Um, You have to, you just take it with a grain of salt. If it means something to you, it's worth putting out there. Right. I love that. That's a great, 
great thing to tell a beginner because, man, it's easy to beat yourself up sometimes. Absolutely. Okay, so we kind of shift this back towards photography a little bit. Okay. And we've talked about it a little bit because you talked about Piper Zoo. Uh, but what do you primarily shoot and what would you like to get into shooting? Well, I primarily shoot horses. <laughs> right. Personally, my camera is always close by when we're out riding or working horses. And I'm lucky that I've gotten to focus so much of my time on horse and rider type sessions with Brianna Shea Photography as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I also get to photograph, as you know, a lot of families and high school yep. seniors. Um, and recently I've started taking on a limited number of weddings. But, you know, as a horse girl, it's hard to give up my good weather weekends. So I definitely <laughs> the number of weddings that I book. <laughs> right. You know, overall, I'd have to say I really, I really love where I'm at right now with my uh, Brianna Shea photography business and my mm-hmm. clientele. I I don't know where I would shift if I wanted to shift. So I think that's a okay. really good sign that I'm where I'm supposed to be, at least for now. Absolutely. When, as a freelance photographer, do you feel like you're really grinding things out? Yeah, you know, I'd say um, as an entrepreneur, that's probably all of the time. You quickly mm-hmm. realize that you are only going to get out of your business what you put into it whether you have clients that I have already photographed and I'm on the post-production side or whether I'm out there hustling for clients, um, it's all one big grind and no one else is responsible for it except myself. Um, And that can be really lonely. Um, The pressure we put on ourselves to please our clients, which ultimately is a good thing. We want happy clients, but it can be really overwhelming to, to, put that kind of pressure on yourself and be sitting here in an office of one, well, one and a half, because Piper (laughs) shares my dad. But, you know, I'm really lucky in the fact that I have a couple of really close friends that are also photographers. um, And they're really uplifting and encouraging, which when you're an entrepreneur, you definitely need that support system. Um, So I'm, I'm really lucky that way. Well, that's good. That's awesome. Do you, and you bounce off a lot of questions with each other and, and solve problems together, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, if we, it, it sounds a little self-serving, but um, if you have something you're just not sure of and you need somebody to to look at it for you, there's nothing like having someone else in your industry that you can send a photo to and they can tell you that it is actually good. <laughs> right. Absolutely. And just that val just the peer validation. Um, right. And so would that be something that you would tell possibly a beginner is to subscribe to some sort of forum where you can share your work and you can get critiques and feedback and this seems pretty obvious as I say it out loud, but well, you mentioned you have two close friends, but is there any other resources that you felt is valuable like that? I don't know if I would necessarily recommend joining a forum to get critiqued. Um, you have to have pretty thick skin. Okay. <laughs> and okay. I mean, I, I don't think I'm a sissy particularly, but I also, um, I don't want to just be torn apart on the internet by potential keyboard warriors. <laughs> right. Um, at least I know, you know, I'm really lucky that these are my close personal friends in real life. Um, face to face, we've hung out multiple times. Uh, but 
on the internet, you know, things can get scary out there. And I think it, it kind of goes back to the whole Instagram and connections and making those, those real connections with people. Um, and then you can find people with similar interests and people that you've invested your time in and they've invested their time in you. And then you can probably share your images with them for critique and know that it's coming from a place of goodwill that okay. they, they really want you to succeed. Right. Okay. That's a good point. So definitely establish trust in an actual relationship with somebody, not necessarily just open yourself to the, like you say, keyboard warriors. I mean, people are weird on the internet and we all know that it's a lot easier to say something that's not necessarily you would say to somebody if they were standing right in front of you. So. Absolutely. And while I do, I really do like to believe that most people out there are kind and they want to be kind. Uh, the sad truth is that there are also plenty of people that are unnecessarily cruel. And like you said earlier, you know, we're hard enough on ourselves. We don't need to go subject ourselves to that unnecessarily. Right. Absolutely. Okay, so those are, we touched on the grinding moments. What are the what are some proud moments when everything just you 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 are reminded of exactly why this is your passion and it's all paying off? What are those moments oh, like? Well, those moments are everything. <laughs> mm -hmm. When I post a blog or deliver a gallery to my clients that mm -hmm. I can obviously see that they're excited and happy to receive, that is the greatest feeling that's you know ultimately i'm here to serve i'm here to mm -hmm. create pretty photos for people so that they remember mm -hmm. these times in their lives that they enjoy whether that be with their horse or with their family or on <laughs> day you know um right. ultimately that's what i want to do is is preserve these memories for people and I want to serve them and serve them well. So if I see a positive reaction, that's what I'm here to elicit. So when do you decide to take a risk versus doing what you know is kind of your bread and butter or you know the customer is going to be happy? That's a great question. Um, something that's always in the back of my mind at a shoot for a client is I want to tell their story. And that's okay. not necessarily them sitting there staring at me, smiling the whole time. Um, their story might be a little crazier than that. It might be a little messier than that. Um, <laughs> but I always, I try to remind myself that that's what I'm there to do. So while, yes, I'm still going to take the pictures of the family posed, smiling, everybody's looking happy. I'm also going to take the photo of the mom chasing down the toddler. Um, <laughs> Just because that's real life. And mm -hmm. I think that that's important. And while at the time, my clients may not understand <laughs> why why that photo is being taken, I try to bring it all together in in the blog post and in their, their gallery that I deliver. That way they get to see what I saw. And while right. it's not picture perfect all of the time, it's real and it's still pretty perfect in its own way. So um, like I said, you know, my clients may not understand why I'm taking a photo of their horse's brand and not their smiling face. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just, it's part of the whole deal. And I, ultimately, while yes, I want my clients to be happy and um, cherish these photos forever, 
I also want to deliver something I'm proud of. And I think that it's very uh, easy as long as you're remembering that you're there to tell their story uh, mm -hmm. to do both. That's it's funny you mentioned that specifically because um, I recently had to go through my photos and I, I, I keep my favorites, like I, I keep one album that's recurring that's always on my phone. And every mm -hmm. time I export my photos, I make sure to add favorites and then I resync my phone. Well, I accidentally, to make sure that like I don't ever lose them, I double, I recopied all of them. And effectively what it does was, did was it doubled every photo in my phone. So, mm -hmm. so I was, as I was dealing with that today and cleaning everything up, I obviously have our sessions with you, um, in in my favorites and so one of them the the second session we did when my wife was still pregnant um and we were just doing it for Hayden they the photos yeah. were really just about Hayden but I was there you know as you remember I'm, I'm mm -hmm. helping and Kendra and her mom are there and they're helping and and we got a bunch of photos of Hayden obviously and then we got some of Kendra and her mom and Hayden because they were ready and but you also took some photos of me and that's when I'm, you know, helping dress Hayden in a new outfit or things like that. And it you're absolutely right to remember that part of that day was it wasn't just Hayden. It wasn't just the gals, you know, it, it was, you know, I was there, I was helping. And so you're absolutely right when those candid little, you know, behind the scenes, if you will, photos for, for us at that moment, it was that project. I think they're important. I think the whole story is important, and that's what I mm -hmm. hope to be there to capture. We, we, I mean, obviously, I wanted you on the podcast because I am, I'm very impressed by what you do, and but also we have direct experience with what you as a photographer, and so just, just yeah. move on back, you know. <laughs> but, I'll come back to photos anytime. Right? No, I know. I'm sure I'm, that'd be great. My the next question is is kind of piggybacked on an earlier question, which was what do you what do you primarily shoot? But um, animals versus people, which one do you have a preference for? If you had to just pick those two, I don't think I can choose between the two. I go through phases where I just want to photograph horses in pretty okay. light, looking fancy, but I get to do that all the time. Let's be honest. <laughs> I have my own horses. <laughs> I'm right. attached to my camera. Uh, so then I just, I get really itchy to photograph people in pretty light looking fancy. <laughs> okay. So okay. It, it's just, it's really awesome. Like I said earlier that I get to do both. And a lot of my sessions are horse and rider sessions, which combines the pretty people and pretty horses looking fancy. Um, but, <laughs> but either way, you know, I find I can be inspired just about anywhere um, by just about anything. <laughs> so cool. I love you know, the older I get too, I love photographing families. I find okay. that really touching. I love, I still love photographing the horses. I still, high school seniors are a ton of fun. I love photographing high school seniors because they love to be in front of the camera. And then weddings, I never thought I'd enjoy them as much as I do enjoy them. And like I said, I don't think I can choose between animals and people. I love all of it. No, and that's and that's a true answer in that everybody goes through their kind of waves, their ups and downs with things, and you get into it, you get out of it, you get back into it. So yeah, that makes sense. I want to ask a, a kind of impromptu question about, because I was reminded of a project you did a little while ago, so, uh, specifically with senior photos, and you created, essentially you created your own catalog, right? 
Yeah. Or, and and you and you did everything. You went out. You got outfits, right? You went mm-hmm. and you you coordinated the the models. You coordinated the outfits. You coordinated every single thing, and then you put together the entire catalog, right? Yeah, I created. It was a little magazine type thing, if you will, right. something for potential clients to to kind of put their minds at ease and see what a session was like, because theoretically, you're only going to get your high school photos done once. Right. So that's really interesting to it was more of just beyond just a portfolio you were actually walking them through like look these are some of the things you can do or this is this is the process interesting yeah i tried to cover everything in there from uh what you might want to wear to personal grooming to types of locations we could do to the types of poses um, and what to expect after the session how long it takes me what i do with the photos how you get them uh, mm-hmm. Basically, any question you might have, I was hoping to answer in a guide that they would physically have at their fingertips and also let it be something that they can just sort of reference and kind of strive to be part of, I suppose, or just make it part of my brand. Mm-hmm. And again, to remind the audience that this is all done in your free time. Um, yes. <laughs> after working a full-time job. So I just, yes. I need to keep bringing that back because I feel like some of the stuff I'm asking you, it's kind of like, well, no duh of a question, but at the same time, it's the emphasis is that you did all of this into addition, a full-time career. And so um, it's just, you know, making a catalog isn't, isn't the most like groundbreaking idea, but when you don't have the resources of a full marketing firm behind it, that where you have a team of people putting it together, right. you know, that's and- a different thing. <laughs> And something else I might want to toss out there is I am not the most tech-savvy person in the world. <laughs> Which I is great. I struggle on the daily with technology. But it doesn't keep you from, from accomplishing your tasks or, or trying to figure things out. I mean, you're, you're making it happen. And you're not you claiming to not be tech-savvy. I mean, that's got to well, motivate people. Yeah, I sure am trying. I'm very determined. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... Who are some photographers that inspire you? Um, and those could be ultra-famous ones, or they could be uh, the couple of peers you mentioned that you guys you know, help yeah. each other out. This is uh, possibly one of my favorite questions. Um, so my best friend, Bree, uh, she's Loki Toki on Instagram, is first and foremost someone who inspires me the most because she's, she's a true artist. Uh, I feel like she can take any situation and make it magic. And I don't know how she does it. I have literally no idea. But it's just astounding to me. And she dabbles in everything. She's a photographer. She makes mohair cinches for horses. She paints custom mugs. She makes jewelry. Uh, She paints on skulls. Literally an artist. And it's something that I've always kind of shrugged away from if people try to call me an artist because I I don't see myself that way. I don't think I, I just, I've never had that artistic bone in my body. Um, but she is someone that makes me want to try. Okay. And, um, and what and was her think, name again on Instagram? Loki Toki? Loki Toki. Okay. Yes. I think it's so hilarious that um, someone who's majored in journalism at one point and writes a blog and there's all these amazing things with the camera and pretends like or thinks that she's not an artist but go ahead it's okay continue (laughs) 
Um, next, Lindsay Garber Photography. She's someone I've been following on Instagram for years, and she is the master of storytelling. Uh, she's someone I probably spend more time on her blog than my own <laughs> because it, it's so inspiring to me how she tells stories. And it's not just, you know, she's primarily a, a wedding and couple photographer and primarily in the ranching type world. She likes to tell cowboy stories, which is also inspiring to me. Uh -huh. uh, but but with every session she does, even when she posted about how she remodeled her little pop-up camper, you could see the story of her remodeling it in her photos. Yeah. And it's just so inspiring to me that she can do that with anything. And also her editing style, I just adore. I think it's very classy and timeless and true. Mm -hmm. And just overall, I want to grow up to be like her. And, and say her name again. What was it? It was Lindsay, right? L Lindsay Garber Photography. Garber Photography. Yeah, I want to check both these people out. Did you have some more? I have one more. And I'm hesitant to share because I have no idea how to say her last name. Uh, but she's okay. Meg, Meg Lokes, L-O-E-K-S. And... While I naturally really enjoy bright, vivid photos, hers tend to be on the darker side, kind of moodier, okay. if you will. Okay. But they're completely stunning. I follow her personal Instagram, and she documents her life with her husband, her three sons, their St. Bernard, Juniper. <laughs> <laughs> and her images, they always make me feel something. And, you know, she shows us, the wonder of her little boys experiencing the world. And sometimes I smile, sometimes I fight tears, but I always feel something. And that's okay. something that I strive to accomplish in my own work as well. Yeah, that's powerful. That's cool that you like, <clears throat> you're kind of straying into the out of your comfort zone and that you like very bright and warm and, and you know, soft, soft on the heart images, but the scowl can kind of draw on that darker side and you can appreciate that that's awesome yes she's amazing i'm gonna have to check all three of those out so we had uh lindsey garber photography your friend at loki toki and meg lokes yes and again awesome. i have no idea if i'm saying that correctly that's okay you gave her the disclaimer so <laughs> okay so near future plans for your photography business do you have um do you have some, some things in the works that you want to talk about? Well, you know, not really. The, in the near future, I, okay. I just really want to keep on keeping on. Right. <laughs> As you know, you know, I just relocated, and it's hard to leave a client base and start over. So yeah. that's where I'm at right now. Okay. That's the near future is rebuilding, is reestablishing yes. re a new location. So the next question stems off that. Do you have any other mediums that you you desire to branch out into? And obviously you write and you're a photographer. Has there been any other hankerings to try something else? You know, I dabbled in video a little bit last year and I'll probably continue to do so from time to time. Mm -hmm. But I don't really see myself going down that path in a serious manner. I, I okay. guess I feel like my hands full with Brianna Shea photography and Piper Zoo and 
long term, you know, I'd really like to say goodbye to the nine to five life. <laughs> and yeah, that's something that I'm always striving towards. Hopefully it's part of my five year plan to make that dream a reality. So I don't I, I don't know where another medium would fit in right now, but um, mm -hmm. I'm definitely not writing it off if something were to intrigue me enough to try it. Yeah, you seem like the type that's not gonna not gonna hold back if you have a new idea. So, no. <laughs> I'm hoping that you do get to do you do get to drop the nine to five and then we get to see what full time creative Brianna can do with her time because what you've done with after hours and moonlighting is out of control in my opinion. But <laughs> thank you. You're welcome. Do you want to tell the audience what sort of equipment and software you operate with now? So if they wanted to emulate your entire sure. production, what would it take? Sure. Um, well, photography-wise, my main camera body, Canon cameras, and my main body is a Canon 60. I also still have my first DSLR, which is a Canon T5, as my backup body. I take both bodies with me to any paid shoot in case my main body fails. Um, that's also the camera that I take riding with me <laughs> for better or worse. But, <laughs> you know, I figure I didn't spend all this money on it to not enjoy it. So there is right. that. Um, I use primarily my 7200 millimeter lens. Um, it's a 2.8 with the image stabilization. Um, I use that for most of my sessions if I can. Um, sometimes I have to use my 50 mil millimeter or my 85, but, um, most of the time it's the, the big workhorse lens. Okay. Um, I edit 99% of my images in Lightroom. I very rarely pull anything into Photoshop, but I do mm -hmm. subscribe to the Adobe, uh, photographer plan. So it's like 10 bucks a month to have both of them. Which is yep. super cool because then, you know, you get all the updates and you don't have to pay for a new version every time they come out with something new. Totally. Um, so I totally recommend it. As we mentioned, you know, on my personal blog, Piper Zoo, but I also blog all of my photography, my client sessions as well on Brianna Shea Photography. And I use Blog Stomp for those. It kind of, you know, it compresses your images but keeps the quality for blogs. So it doesn't slow down people's computers. They still load the images. Um, but they can't really right-click, save, print, and have any quality. That's a good point. Super nice. As far as my computers and stuff go, I'm an Apple fan. It's really convenient to have my phone, laptop, desktop all be the same brand. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm probably not even beginning to tap into what they can do because as we talked about earlier, I'm kind of technology challenged. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> they work well enough for me for what I need. Okay. Something that I, I see a lot in Facebook forums and such is how to accept payments. And a lot of folks use PayPal. Okay. I would really recommend not doing that simply because a client can very easily dispute uh, the charge and PayPal right. often sides with the client and then they get their money back regardless of if you have that contract signed or not. And please have contracts. <laughs> <laughs> but I use Square for all of my invoicing 
I invoice my photography clients through Square. I send my contracts through Square. I collect payments for purchases on Piper Zoo through Square. It's super user friendly. I figured it out. Anybody can figure it out. So you're paying all your payments are through Square. Yes. Yep. And I have the little swiper deal that I can plug into my phone and take credit card payments in person as well, but I've yet to have anybody want to pay that way. They just like to get on their email where I've invoiced them. They type their credit card information in. It's secure. It's fast. They get a receipt. Mm -hmm. um, it's super nifty. Uh, and then I deliver, as you know, my client galleries through the pass system. And I really love that. You know, it allows you to upload your images high resolution, which is how I personally deliver mine. Mm -hmm. And it stores them for my clients for 10 years. And while I do suggest people back those up, um, you have 10 years to do it. And you can <laughs> download as many times as you want, and you can share them with your friends and family. And uh, again, super user friendly. Yeah, no, it's always been slick. Um, one thing I want to mention about you as well is that your turnaround time for photos might be like better than any supercomputer will ever be able to be. I mean, you, <laughs> you edit those puppies and you yeah. get them back. I, you know, that's part of the obsession though, is okay. I just, okay. I don't sleep well knowing <laughs> that I have photos I could be working on. I just, I really do love it. And I love, I love having the whole experience wrapped up nice and tidy. And, and I really right. want people to have their photos back. I, that's part of why I do it. I love photos. So I assume these people paying me to take their photos, love photos too, and want theirs back. Right. It, it's one of those things in that, like, the publishing of, and I'm sure you feel this way with your blog or and every time you hand a client their photos, but that you mentioned a little earlier, the, the feeling of the published work, it's done. You know what I mean? That, that euphoria yes. of like, ah, and I kind of feel, I know what you mean. Cause I feel that way every time an episode is like, it's up, it's gone to, it's gone to the hosting. It's, it's out there. People can now listen. It's kind of like, ah, yeah. oh, man, all that buildup. And now it's just, oh, it's out there. It's done. You know, I yes, don't have to worry. You can, you can pat yourself on the back. You can sit down and kick your feet up for half a second <laughs> and nice. just revel in that for, for a brief moment. For a brief moment. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, who am I going to interview next? <laughs> yep. On to the next project. On to the next. The last question I have is about resources, but you've already kind of mentioned some, but is there, was yeah. there anything else you wanted to share? I would always, always recommend any book by Brene Brown or Elizabeth Gilbert. Uh, okay. they, they get my vote when it comes to encouraging your business heart. And even if you're not in business right now, they, they just really speak to the heart of creating. And when I say creating, I mean creating anything. Yeah. Uh, they, they really, they're just very encouraging voices. And I'm not really into the whole self-help book thing. So I was on the mm -hmm. fence about it. But Elizabeth Gilbert's Big Magic was one that I, I have notes all over that book. It's highlighted up and down. And I even shared about it on my personal, my Piper Zoo Instagram account because it was just so touching in so many ways and so eye-opening. Mm. So that's something that I would encourage just about anybody to go pick up one of their books. But also, here we are on a podcast, and one of one of the ones I listen to a lot is Jenna Kuchar's The Gold Digger podcast. Okay. And 
as the title suggests, it's pure gold. <laughs> it, <laughs> um, it's kind of geared toward females more than males, I would say. Okay. Um, but it's, it's something she kind of dabbles in all sorts of mediums. She has all sorts of folks come on the podcast and share um, what they do and how they do it. And even if, you know, you just take one little thing away, it's one little thing you didn't know before. Exactly. That's cool. That sounds kind of similar to what I'm trying to do here as far as yes. just exposure. There are a lot to... of similarities, yes. That's cool. Um, what was the – Elizabeth Gilbert wrote Big Magic. What was the other author you were talking about, or did they both write that Big Magic No, book? Brene Brown is the other author. And they Okay, so they co-authored Big Magic together. No, was... they're two separate authors. Oh, oh um, okay. But they just, they feel very similar to me. So I lumped them together. Oh, okay, cool. I want to also say that if there's anybody, she mentioned the Adobe subscription service. I subscribed to Creative Cloud. I started out using Illustrator. The thing about Adobe is that they do a lot of work in addition to their like flagship programs. So whether that's mobile apps that are an extension of their desktop apps like they've got them for photoshop they've got them for lightroom they've got them for illustrator they've got a bunch of other things that they add like um they have a spark post thing where you can create social media posts you've got adobe capture which allows you to create all sorts of different resources and like collect color palettes or create brushes or just all sorts of different things so if you or anybody's hesitating about the subscription service, and both of us are vouching that you definitely get your money's worth. Oh, absolutely. And it's fresh updates, new features. There's no questions about anything, and so. Um, and something else to, to know is the Adobe Lightroom for your phones, the mobile version, it's completely free. You don't even have to be a subscriber to use it. Oh, I did not know that. That's pretty yeah. sweet. It's so you could get started. Cool. Yes. That's awesome. I did not know that. And maybe maybe some of their other stuff is free too, I'm sure. That's cool. I, that's yeah. awesome. Again, Brianna, your 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 style, your um the work ethic and everything that you've accomplished to date, every time um I hear a new story about what you've been working on or what's worked out or anything is just it's it's awesome and it's something that I I think that people can really be drawn towards and attracted towards and, and your personality and to share everything. I mean, how, how open you are to just, this is how I do it. If you want to do it the same exact way, go for it. That's the exact mentality people need because <laughs> there's no, there's no need to be competitive. I mean, everybody's going to have a different eye. You could have the same exact camera, same exact software and oh, be in the same sure. exact location. You're not going to take the same photo. So no, you'll create something different for sure. And you know, I love talking shop. So if yeah. anyone wants to bounce ideas off, you know where to find me. Yeah, exactly. Reach out and, oh, let's do that. Where, what's the best way to get a hold of you and where do you publish your content at? Well, I'm on Instagram. I'm Piper Zoo or Brianna Shea Photography and you can message me on there. I'm also com. I'm sorry, com and mm -hmm. piperzoo.com. So there's, and my email is plastered all over there. So I'm, I'm all over the internet, apparently. Accessible. <laughs> I saw in your story the other day, you had a little bit of some website uh, maintenance 
issues, everything's sorted, everything's working fine for yeah, you. Yeah, huh? you know, back to that technology failing me or me failing technology thing, I lost my whole photography website for, I don't know, six hours. <laughs> oh. And I was a little bit panicked, but it's back. I don't know okay. how, I don't know why. <laughs> it's gone and now it's back. So. Yeah. <laughs> That's all right. Well, I'm glad everything's working out for you. I'm glad that you've been busy lately, and and everybody should check you out. Um, I've shared photos of yours. I've you know some of my profile photos out there are your photos, and so I absolutely will vouch for you as a client. Not only just wanting to have you on the podcast as a creative, but Brianna, you're you're yeah. great for doing this, and thank you so much for taking the time. I know it's a little nerve wracking, but you you are awesome, and I really really believe people. Thank you so much.